Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm your host, Charlie Wright. Very pleased that you've joined us today. And we're here with Brendan Ahern of Crane Shares ETFs. Brendan is the Chief Investment Officer for Crane Shares, and he's speaking to us from New York. Brendan, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you very much for having me, Charlie. So, Brendan, tell us about Crane Shares ETFs, uh, who you guys are, how you started, and what you're all about. Yeah, so Crane Shares is a China-focused exchange-traded funds provider. We provide exposure to the growth segments of China's economy and capital markets, as well as we've gotten access to the onshore Chinese markets for both equities and fixed income, uh, the special privilege and access we've been able to attain. So we have a very, very different approach to China than other investment vehicles out there today. How, how did you guys start? What, what, what took you to China? Yeah, so um, my background, I had been part of Barclays Global Investors, which uh, rolled out the iShares in the early 2000s, and subsequently was purchased by BlackRock, where I, uh, I spent just about 13 years. And I was introduced to our founder, John Crane, who's an American who went to China in the early 2000s and built several successful businesses in China, and ultimately came back to the U.S. for family reasons, and you know, he had seen this rapid growth of exchange-traded funds in his absence. But when he looked at, at the China ETFs, they really didn't have anything to do with where China was going. They were heavily weighted to the banking and energy sector. And just from John's time in China, where he saw the tremendous growth of their economy and really dynamic companies, uh, but they weren't represented in, in the ETFs that were available. So John and I connected and... Uh, we've been just about two years of uh, building the company, and uh, we listed our first products last summer. And knock on wood, we've uh, we've had some good performance, and we've uh, so we have a, a very different story when it comes to China. Very interesting. Now, are these passively traded uh, ETFs, or are they more actively traded? They, they are all passive. We follow benchmarks from MSCI as well as uh, China Securities Index Company in Shanghai as the proverbial Dow Jones uh, of indices within China. So we are passive, Charlie. Okay. And how do you get input? I mean, you're both here in the U.S., okay? Do you have boots on the ground in China itself? Yeah, we've, uh, we've partnered with two of the five largest mutual fund families in China. So our, our view is if you want to know what's going on in China, then why would you talk to an economist on Park Avenue here in New York when you can speak to 
the chief investment officers of two of the largest fund families that run both active as well as passive products. And we want to provide their insights on what's taking place in China today to investment professionals globally. And so you do get their input in regards to uh, the the structure of the ETF and how to move forward. Without a doubt, and um, I've been to China just uh, five times in the last year, so uh, I've got a, a lot of personal experience in seeing uh, the tremendous growth that's pl- taking place in China and just the drive and ambition of the people and certainly the growth that's taking place. Uh, when, when you're in Beijing... You probably see at least a hundred cranes um, on a daily basis. Where uh, there's a lot of building taking place in all of the major cities uh, because there's a huge urbanization trend in China today, where where they're moving people out of the rural areas into the cities, and so you, you know the sky is just filled with these cranes building. It's it's a really an amazing sight to see. You know, I've heard that from many people. I I haven't been there myself, but I've heard. Uh that, that, that it is amazing. In fact, my son uh, was in China about a year ago doing uh, some consulting work. And he said one of the challenges there was uh, to find somebody who was really sharp that wasn't already a millionaire and that was interested in building business. Because he said there are so many millionaires now uh, that have made so much money that opportunity has, has been so great there. And I'm sure you found the same kind of thing. Without a doubt, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you'll be walking down the street in Beijing, and uh, you'll see a Ferrari drive by, and uh, and then followed by uh, you know street sweepers. Um, you know, literally, you know, a, a dozen people with brooms sweeping the streets. So you had this dichotomy of um, an emerging market country, but it's it's growing very rapidly, and um, just a real entrepreneurial drive in in China. So how many funds do you have in your family of funds, uh, uh, Lyndon? So, yeah, today we have, uh, we've got four funds, and um, it's interesting. Um, we have one of our funds is focused on the e-commerce and Internet sector. So obviously Alibaba um, has made a real splash here in the U.S. It's the largest IPO ever, and our uh, crane share CSI China Internet, the ticker's KWeb, provides exposure to Alibaba and Badu, C-Trip, Tencent. Uh, it's a basket of just over 40 names. And, you know, what's interesting about KWeb is those securities tend not to be held by other China ETFs because they're listed here in the United States. And so a lot of what people's definition of China is really Chinese companies listed in Hong Kong and uh, K-Web provides exposure really to one of the fastest-growing economic sectors globally, in our opinion. Very interesting. So, uh, so so you have those that are listed in the U.S. as well as those that are listed in China? So thus far, uh, all of our products are listed um, here on both the New York Stock Exchange as well as the NASDAQ Exchange. Uh, but we do we do have a lot of interest in what we're doing uh, from from Asia and from China. It's interesting that uh, investors in China can't own uh, great companies like Alibaba and Badu and Tencent, which they use on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we we are working with a number of firms potentially to have our products listed in China as well. Very interesting, and and I believe you have a. 
a fixed income product as well, correct? Yeah, most recently uh, we listed uh, the Crane Shares E Fund, CSI, uh, China Commercial Paper. So our, our view, Charlie, was that if, if you had to invest in, in the safest investment, uh, what would it be? It would be a money market fund. And money market funds, just like in the U.S. and China, they hold commercial paper. So commercial paper is what what money market funds are invested in. Our partner, eFund Asset Management, which is the second largest mutual fund family with over $50 billion in assets, their team that runs their money market funds runs our fund, uh, buys the underlying commercial paper, and we feel like you know we'll put up a uh, a yield of almost four and a half percent, simply because the yield curve is so much higher in China with a very high credit quality and only a hundred and twenty day average maturity, so virtually no no duration risk. Well, that's interesting, and that, that's an excellent return for uh, basically a money market type of investment here. And is this a new fund for you? Yeah, it just listed last week on the New York Stock Exchange, and we felt like investors in the U.S., uh, particularly those who need income, in a lot of cases you've been forced uh, to either go lower credit quality or take longer longer maturity bonds in your portfolio to get a nice yield. And in China, just the yield curve is much higher, um, and so we're able to tap that disparity between our, our interest rate market and a, a much higher one in China. Uh, but are there currency issues in regards to this particular fund? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad you brought it up uh, because certainly the uh, while we've mitigated the interest rate as well as the credit quality credit quality risk, uh, your major risk is uh, to the RMB. The RMB is uh, China's currency, so you are subject to fluctuations in the RMB. I think we've been in a very strong dollar regime. But the RMB is uh, unofficially pegged to the dollar, and so uh, it's actually kept up with the dollar, and it's probably the only only emerging market currency to do so. Well, that that is very interesting. Now, Brendan, now hold that for just a minute. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking with Brendan Ahern of Crane Shares ETFs on Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. <laughs> According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Hello and welcome back to, to, to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm your host, Charlie Wright. Today is December 12, 2014. We're talking with Brendan Ahern of Crane Shares ETFs, and he's talking. he is their chief investment officer talking to us today from New York. So, Brendan, uh, I, I believe I read in the paper recently that China has overtaken the U.S. as the world's largest economy. Didn't I see that? Yeah, uh, based on a uh, purchasing parity measure, uh, where if you include the currency difference, um, 
China is larger. Um, in, in absolute terms, um, China is uh, the second largest uh, to the U.S. And, um, you know, I think not only is China the second largest economy in the world, but it's also uh, the U- U- United States' second largest trading partner. And yet uh, China's uh, aggregate market cap is only about 2% of the world's aggregate market cap. So if in a portfolio you have one and a half times more exposure to Switzerland uh, than you do to China, even though it has 10 times the GDP. <laughs> Very interesting. And and uh, what is the growth these days of China? I know it's uh, multiples of our, our growth here. Yeah, it's, uh, we're looking at about just over 7%. Um, you know, China's GDP has come down from double digit. Um, ultimately, we think that's a good thing. China has been very reliant on exports as well as fixed asset investment, basically building stuff. And they realize that they need to raise domestic consumption and move up the value chain. And uh, so we think that you know investors should be aware that, that GDP is moderating um, to the 7% level. But uh, that's still a great rate of growth relative to uh, you know, economies globally. Yeah, we're in, the, in the U.S., we'd settle for half of that right now. So uh, <laughs> sure. that's, a, that's an excellent rate of growth. What about the issue here, Brendan, about uh, that the, the reporting in, Ch- in China may not be all that accurate, the financial sure. reporting? Think, um, yeah, I mean, China, you know, China's stock market was um, established in the very early 1990s. They do have a version of um, SEC that's called the CSRC, and they are they are implementing reforms uh, to try to raise the quality um, of reporting. And I think ultimately we we take a basket approach. Um, that's why you know within our our uh, crane shares, both Sarah MSCI China A, which provides exposure to the onshore markets, we own several hundred stocks, almost three hundred stocks just to try to diminish our single stock risk um, that I think for any investor you want to be you want to be diversified and in our portfolios we want to be diversified as well to try to mitigate you know mitigate those risks well and I, I'm sure you need to be and so far has it worked well yeah I mean, you know knock on wood Charlie we've had some we've had some good success you know we feel that um, the current president of China president Xi, came into power just about two years ago. We think he has the ability to become a uh, a Margaret Thatcher or Ronald Reagan-like figure within China because he's a reformer, and he's really pushing reforms to reorientate the economy um, as well as to support these gross segments of the economy, as well as addressing a lot of the issues of the middle class, like pollution, corruption, food safety, health care. So we think um, you know, investors globally should be aware of uh, the power of the political catalyst taking place in China under pre- uh, President Xi's leadership. And so all of that should give comfort and confidence uh, to your commercial paper kind of investment, correct? Yeah, with that product, we knew um, you know, that there's this income need for U.S. investors, and we wanted to provide... Um, a very stable rate of income without having to take excessive risk from a, either a credit quality or a long maturity. And we think our uh, KCNY is the ticker for our, our fund, and we think we've built a product with those needs in mind. Well, I, uh, I've got to hand it to you. That sounds like uh, an excellent idea. 
and uh, if people are comfortable in uh, moving forward in, in Chinese commercial paper, uh, you know, the kind of returns you're talking about, the kind of dividends you're talking about, uh, is certainly unavailable here. And anything close to that with, with, with our um, money market funds and, and the like. Uh, so tell us, with your, uh, with your strategy and your funds here, Brendan, uh, what keeps you awake at night? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I think we, uh, you know, we want to mitigate um, risk for our investors. And um, for myself, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in all of our funds. Uh, so even as a shareholders, we're constantly thinking about, um, you know, what, what are what are the, what are the unknown knowns, right? And so I think an important aspect is our partnerships with. Um, two of the largest mutual fund families, that they, on a daily basis, are acting in the best interests of our shareholders. You know, they've got, um, you know, literally hundreds of employees, um, you know, looking at the securities we own, and, um, you know, we try to mitigate, you know, all risks. I mean, obviously, what we're doing should be part of a diversified portfolio. Um, you know, I've gone all in on China, uh, but no one else, no one else should. It should be uh, part of a diversified portfolio, and, uh, certainly we partnered with, uh, great companies like, uh, Brown Brothers Harriman is our custodian. Price Waterhouse Coopers is our fund auditor. SEI Investments is our fund administrator. So we've, we've partnered with best of, best of breed partners in every part of our business to ensure, um, you know, institutional operational excellence is job one on a daily basis at Crane Shares. And, and how often, Brendan, do you guys change the makeup? Of uh, of these ETFs. So for the onshore China fund, that rebalances on a quarterly basis. On the uh, K Web, it's a semi annual basis. And on our uh, commercial paper fund, we have the ability to um, because we have a credit quality screen. Uh, we run rerun that screen on a monthly basis. So. Yeah, with an ETF, we want to provide a tax-efficient strategy, and therefore, to mitigate trading costs, uh, we, we don't trade very frequently. Well, that's, that sounds like a, a smart thing to do here. So tell us, um, what is there a particular investment book that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I love to read, and uh the best book about China is uh, actually about a gentleman named Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew is the uh, considered the father of modern Singapore. Uh, what might not be as widely known here in the U.S. is Lee Kuan Yew is uh, is the mentor to Chinese leaders because China wants to follow the path that Singapore took. You know, Singapore forty years ago was. Uh, you know, basically, a, this tiny island with, with no economy, and it's grown into this incredible um, you know, global economic power. And so, if you want to know what's going on about um, about China, there's a great book on Lee Kuan Yew by two U.S. diplomats, uh, former diplomats, and you really get an insight into where China's going and the thought process of the Chinese leaders as they. You know, continue to try to raise China's uh, China's growth. Very interesting. Well, what's the title of the book? It, it, it's uh, this Lee, Lee Kuan Yew uh, is the title, and the two authors are. Well, so that's the title is Lee Kuan Yew. That's correct. I um, see. 
Yep, and it's uh, it's a fascinating. It's a series of interviews uh, by these two uh, former academics, and um, it's it's just a great read because you get a sense of when, what is the China leader mindset. Um, it's um, it's a great book. It's by a gentleman by the name of Graham Allison and Robert Blackwell. Um, it's right on Amazon.com, uh, but it's called Lee Kuan Yew, The Grand Master's Insights on China, the United States, and the World. Well, that's very interesting. So it, uh, it's about Lee Kuan Yew, but he's in Singapore, but, but it gives us an insight into his views, which uh, are going to spill over into the Chinese leader's views. Is that what you're saying? That, that is correct. Well, that, that is very interesting. I, I was, you know, completely unaware of that. Well, uh, if anyone has any additional, would like additional information, they're, w- they're welcome to send us an email here at Strategic Investor Radio, and that uh, is at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. And how about, how can they find you guys directly at Crane Shares here, Brendan? Yeah, we are, we're very focused on education, Charlie. Uh, we feel that there's... Uh, the insider's view of what's taking place in China today, and in a lot of cases, is very different than what we might read in the newspaper here. So uh, on craneshares.com, uh, just K-R-A-N-E, shares.com, is a wealth of information for um, anyone interested in what's going on in China. We, um, you know, we provide weekly updates uh, from our partners in China on their views of what's taking place in the economy and capital markets. Well, that, that that's very interesting. And any final words here for uh, our listeners here, Brendan? Yeah, I think one thing that, that in some conversations, uh, I spend, <laughs> spend a lot of time at night talking to our partners in China. Uh, but one of the interesting things is uh, right right now um, is a big economic reform con- uh, conf- conference in China. And we think there's a number of potential reforms that will be coming out of that conference and just something to be very, you know, be mindful of, as well as um, in November, we had a very important meeting in China. Uh, Global leaders uh, visited Beijing for the APEC meeting, including our President Obama. Um, And one thing that's interesting is Beijing um, is surrounded by a lot of the manufacturing base, and in order to ensure blue skies in Beijing for global leaders, they, they shut down a lot of the factories and utility companies, and we think uh, there's been a short-term effect in some of the November economic numbers, but in the month of December, those factories and utility companies will ramp back up production, and we were looking for very strong economic numbers in December from a month-over-month comparison. Okay, well, thanks for that tip here. We appreciate it. Well, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us today. This has been very interesting. And with the size of the uh, Chinese economy and the growth of the Chinese economy and the excitement over Alibaba and certainly Baidu and C-Trip and other Chinese companies, uh, every investor should be looking at having at least a portion of their investments in Uh, China Investments. So thank you very much for joining us today, Brendan, and best of luck to you and Crane Shares in uh, growing and helping us to diversify into the uh, Chinese investments. This is Charlie Wright closing uh, Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. Very pleased you've joined us today, and thank you very much, Brendan. Thank you, Charlie.
You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.